black magic has me in its cell That old black magic that you weave so well Those icy fingers up and down my spine The same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine The same old tingle that I feel inside And then that elevator starts to ride And down and down I go, round and round I go Like a leaf that's caught in the tide I should stay away, but what can I do? I hear your name and I'm a flame A flame with such a burning desire That only a kiss can put out the fire For you're the love Welcome. This is Ia. I walk for Lola Dolly Dawson, and I'm here to say greetings and blessings to every one of us. And tonight is a very exciting show. We're going to talk about the fear that uh, one gets embracing one's power once you know that things that you manifest actually manifest for you. What happens at that point? You know, do you freeze or do you go forward into your greatest destiny? I love everyday magic because every day I'm making use of the power of the magic that I'm in tune with, which is the love energy of the earth. And once you get in tune with one of the energies of the earth, whether it be um, prayer, forgiveness, these are gifts from the spirit. So whatever you're into, you know, whether you're uh, doing spells with casting your own individual power or using deities or whatever you're doing, to bring forth your divine right of creation. It, it's, no, it's nothing more sweet or beautiful than uh, capturing your ability to create. And that's what magic is. It's your ability to create. And so I want to start the show off. We're waiting for our hostess. Uh, Goddess Nadia to call in, but I want to start the show off with a prayer. And because I'm Ifa, I want to uh, call the Gunjewami. So I want to pour libation to the ancestors. And I'm using the resource of Baba Awo Falakun. I'm using his resource. Fatumbi, uh, uh, and it's on page 33 in his book, A Goon. So I say, Omni Tutu, Ona Tutu, Ile Tutu, Olo Joni Mojuba, Ku Water, Ku Road, Ku House, It 
is the owner of the day we respect. Ibashe. Ashe. Ila. Ibashe. Ila. Mojuba. It's the spirit of the East I respect. And Ibashe means we give praise. And the response is Ibashe, which is we give praise. And then the call is Iwo Oorum Mojuba. It is the spirit of the West I respect. And then the response is Ibashe, which you give praise. So call Iwa Mojuba. It's the spirit of the North I respect. And so the response from you guys should be Iba Ashe. We give praise. Gushu Mojuba. It's the spirits of the South I respect. Iba Ashe. We give praise. Akoda Mojuba. It's the diviner Akoda I respect. Eva Shay, we give praise. Aseda Mojuba, it is the diviner, Aseda. Eva we give praise. Ile Mojuba, it's the spirit of the earth, I respect. Eva Shay, we give praise. Eshuodara Motutu, it's the spirit of the divine messenger of transformation. We respect. Ashe. Eshuodara Eshulanlu. And Eshu. Elegba. Ashe. And we call Ibashe, we give respect. Awoni Kuorum Mojuba, it is the spirit of those who live in the realm of the ancestors, I respect. Ibashe, we give praise. Ajubao, Ajubao, Ashe, Ashe. And then we can sing a Ariki to the Egun. And which is praising the ancestors' invocation for the consecration of an ancestor shrine and aso egun. And it goes egungun kiki egungun, praise to the mediums of the ancestors. Eguni ku ran ran fe, awo ku o ancestors who have preserved the mystery of featherless flight. You create the words and the reverence and the power. The drums of the ancestor announce the arrival of the ancestors. On the strong mat, you spread your power. The ancestors are here. May it be so, Ashe. 
May it be so. So we are giving thanks to the ancestors which have led us thus far to where we are. We stand on the shoulders of family that went before us and that protects us in their own way. I remember distinctly, you know, about 11 or 12 years old trying to cross a big street. And I was going to step across that street. I seen that car coming and something pulled me back. But when I turned around, I was the only one standing on that corner. But I seen a man and I seen him pull me back. And, you know, I'm here today because, you know, something saved me. You know, and I've had several of those types of incidences where I was saved from catastrophe. And I'll tell you something. The magic that is inside of you is so powerful that if you decide that you are, you know, ready to have something or do something, you're going to have it, you're going to do it, you know, because our universe, the creator of our universe, we have to know that the creator of our universe wants our universe to work for us. And, you know, I actually um, did not understand a lot of stuff when I first got into Epoch. But through the dynamic of reading our Baba Awo Falakun Fatuni's work, it really helps you to analyze what we are dealing with right now. What we're dealing with, what is so important about us really staying focused on bringing out our gifts from the spirit, the ability to have peace, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of, you know, belief in oneself, you know, the gift of responsibility, you know, and these are things that we must activate in order for us to move forward in a path that does not lead with the fear. And the fear is always that, you know, something's going to happen to take from, you know, us. But we can't take anything because we're trapped in holding on to things and we have to let things go and free ourselves by allowing the things that are burdening our mind to go. Let them go because in reality things will not get better if you worry about them. Things will not uh, manifest change or any of the necessary requirements for you 
to really put your magic out there and make it something strong and powerful if you do not, you know, have your fear stuff under control. It'll mess everything up. You know, you'll be doing right when you mean to do left, doing left when you mean to do right. And that is something that is definitely, you know, a point of understanding. And we really have to allow ourselves to manifest the gifts we need. And the most important gift is self-love. Because if you don't love yourself, and my mother used to say that to me all the time, but guess what? That's one gift it took me until I was in my 50s to get it. But I got it. You have to love yourself. You have to love yourself because if you don't love yourself, you give your own words, and you're the one that is problematic. Well, here is the Queen Ashe. I was really just uh, prophesizing, but I was enjoying talking. <laughs> Peace and greetings, everyone. Sorry I'm running a little late. I just got in from my son's award ceremony at school. Oh, how you know, wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. You know, school year is coming to an end, so, you know, they give the children their recognition and things of that nature, but... I was uh, running a little late. I beg your pardon. How's everyone doing this evening? I hope everything is well, love and light to you and yours. Um, Queen Mother, what were you speaking on? Well, I was speaking on the fear of, um, you know, preventing you from allowing your magic to really manifest and Mm. allowing your, your gifts because we're all born with these gifts of magic. And it's what we base them in. Like my magic is based in love. So mm-hmm. things that I want for other people and for myself and for, you know, and so I am not, um, I'm not fearful that anything is going to happen because love is something that you can give all the time, and, you know, it's going to be received. It's going to be received. Well, I don't know. Our regular, um, I I guess our regular callers missed us, you know, not being on uh, consistently because, you know, we didn't get the calls that we usually get from our... um, Well, that's fine. You know, as long as they can go back and archive the show and pull it up, you know, and take what they need and leave the rest. As long as it's there for them, that's a good thing. Um, So, you know, I'm not really worried about that. Uh, I discussed tonight, as you kind of initiated already, um, you know, the fear that's involved with people uh, actively practicing their magic their abilities due to the fear of previous indoctrination. Because, and, and how I came to that um, topic was because recently there's someone who had been seeking me out for certain services for quite some time, and I could sense 
the overwhelming um, battle with guilt and fear regarding engaging different um, types of divination and things of that nature. Right. So it was going on for a couple of months, and finally the person reached out to me, and they were so scared that they stuttered. Like they, they could barely get the words out. And I could tell that it was the whole conversation was kind of laden with guilt. And, you know, that really made me think about a lot of things, and one of them was what type of teaching have we received or indoctrination that would make us fearful of coming into our own divine power and self and acknowledging its presence around us and things that have not been ordained by our, uh, our religion or our belief system. Such as myself, there are things that I don't practice, but I acknowledge them. You know, and I don't so much look at it as bad or good because I know that these things are kind of neutral. They take on the persona or the energy of the person who practices that form of magic. So for me, I don't have to worry about consequences for stepping outside of the box because I don't acknowledge any such thing. And I I have a heavy background in Christianity and uh, Islam, Islamic studies. You know, and I, I specifically remember that. And I'm talking about with Christianity, especially with different forms, like I used to go to the Kingdom Hall. I've been to the church. Um, That's such a different know, been, church, Kingdom Hall. Excuse me? Yeah, the Kingdom the Hall Kingdom is different Hall from your church. church. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hall is Jehovah Witness. Right. So I've, I've studied with family members um, when I was growing up with that. When I lived in Brooklyn as a very small child, I lived around the corner from a synagogue. So I would take myself around the corner and sit on the steps till they were finished and uh, there were two rabbis that would come out and teach me for whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe I was an anomaly to them. Like, what is this little, you know, colored girl doing sitting over here on these steps? (laughs) (laughs) Coming to study. (laughs) So anyway, they would teach me, and, um, and then my parents, they owned a brownstone, so who lived above me were two Buddhists. So I would go upstairs and I would chant with the Buddhists and they would teach me. Um, let's see. And then my grandmother, she's a devout Catholic, so, you know, I would go to the Catholic church and I would do Bible study with her and my aunt. And then um, at the age of 15 or 16, around, you know, I was just transitioning, I had decided that um, I wanted to really take responsibility for my quote-unquote soul, because I was under the impression that, you know, there was such a thing as hell and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, well, I know I'm definitely responsible. I'm old enough. And I chose to study Islam. And at that time, I joined the Nation of Islam. And I studied that for about three years, 
two or three years. And then from there, I I wasn't very comfortable with certain teachings, you know, as far as how they, um, as far, I, I didn't, I could not embrace the hate that was woven into the teachings. So although I was studying Quran and things of that nature, um, I noticed a detachment from the um, Orthodox Islam, and that kind of confused me. And I knew that I had family in Queens that were scholars of Islam. And my uncle, he was a scholar of comparative religion um, with Islam. He studied under Ahmed Didat. So I went there. I made a decision, and I went to live with my family in Queens, and I started to study Orthodox Islam. And that continued for, I'd say, probably the next um, 10 years. And... um, from that point, because as I developed, I started to have my questions, as I did with the Bible, and I started to have my questions with the Quran. And I kept saying to myself, if this is holy and it comes from, quote, unquote, God, why am I seeing contradictions? You know, does God contradict himself? And then I started to do things, and according to teachings in religions, both Christianity Christianity and Islam, it was almost taboo. So it was like if you can see things that have not come to pass, if um, if you have knowing of certain things, right. you know, I was told basically I was cursed. Right. And, and that's what was happening to me. It's like my third eye was definitely opening and I was starting to come in contact frequently with you know, being able to know certain things, and um, it really broke my heart because I loved my God, and I wanted to please my God, and I couldn't understand why I was given the ability to do certain things if it was a curse. Why curse me with that ability? You know, so I went through a long period of guilt and confusion and um, a lack of identity, for the most part. Well, you know, and I then, um, most women that get into the spiritual nature of things um, get lost once they read what the women's role is, the specific uh, bias that's in there, you know, and yours even was more extreme because here you are someone that can... Um, Speak, you know, about the future, predict the future, so to speak. And um, you are seen as a double threat. Now you. Well, I will say this: the person who was teaching me and uh, teaching me and mentoring um, was my aunt, and she was acute. You know, uh, Islam has its perils and. A lot of times it's not the religion, it's the person practicing. A lot of people get that mixed up. Right. Know, just so because someone calls themselves something, awesome. right, it doesn't make them that thing. One thing that I say was wonderful about my journey with Islam is mm-hmm. my mentor, my, my heart, the love of my life, my aunt, 
she taught me how to be a woman, but she taught me how to be a strong feminine presence with my faith, which is not something that I encountered often. So because she was a scholar in her own right and she could speak and write Arabic and Mm. and she had access to not the watered-down version that we get here in the States, um, she would let me know that says, you know, such and such, not what it was interpreted in the English, you know. And a lot of times I found that when I would get the true translation, um, it had nothing to do with worshiping man and being ruled by man, and it really it wasn't always about patriarchy. So that was a plus, you know. However, she would quote scripture to me, and according to scripture, if you could divine and do things of that nature, it was like forbidden you were cursed. Mm-hmm. You see? So it wasn't so much coming from her and any type of motive as far as suppressing my divine feminine um, powers and attributes. She was just quoting scripture. The, yeah, she was following the society at that time. Right, right. So, you know, that that had a big impact. So like I said, you know, I, over time, realized that um, things are not always as they are portrayed, and I started to come into my own identity, um, which was not contingent upon any book or propagation of anyone of any faith. I I realized my connection to the all, to the universe. I see. And um, I also had a plus, which is some people look at it as a a downfall, but for me, the fact that I didn't really grow up under one roof, you know, I kind of was all over the place coming up, and so there was never really anyone to indoctrinate me, tell me what I could do, what I couldn't, what's possible and what's impossible. So like I was telling the young lady who recently reached out to me for services, you know, I wanted to definitely reassure her that I was not um, there to try to convert her to anything, Um, and she didn't have to abandon what she grew up learning um, in order to engage in her power, you know, and because I am familiar with scripture and different things of that nature, we were kind of able to communicate, which is something I recommend to everyone. Even if you're not a Christian, even if you're not a Muslim or you're not Jewish or Buddhist or Hindu or whatever, it does not hurt to study everything because we're all connected. And you want to be able to break down the boundaries that keep us apart, that keep us from uniting and bringing forth positive change. And you have to be able to speak all the languages. At least, you know, be humble enough to know what your brother or sister is into. You don't have to come at it from a disrespectful point of view because you don't embrace that type of thinking. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's really great to, again, you don't have to embrace their way of life, but it definitely does not hurt to study things. And keep an open mind and an open heart and speak the universal language of love. 
Okay. So this is the foundation of yeah, my man. Exactly. Exactly. Unless your goal is chaos, which I know there are many people and that is their goal and that's their life life I mean their life journey and that's their function. As above, so below. You know, everything has its opposite. So I know we have our chaos. Um, people out there and, and those that embrace, because um, I don't even want to just say chaos, because chaos in itself is not negative. Sometimes it's necessary to bring about evolution. Uh, okay. You know, but I'm talking about, okay, for the um, disagreeable people, the, the people that like negative energy, you know, they want to fight, they want to argue, um, they want to keep things in a disarray so that there can't be a uniformed, cohesive brother and sisterhood. I acknowledge them too. And I respect your function. I respect the function of all nature, all creatures. I don't have to engage and, you know, practice with you, but I acknowledge. And um, so on that note, but anyway, okay, so back to the sister that contacted me. And we really just talked, you know, and I guess once she saw um, that I do respect her, and she's in control as far as she doesn't have to do or say anything she doesn't want. Um, you know, and I respect her wishes, which we should as practitioners, you know, of spirituality and metaphysics and things of that nature. You know, we have to be very careful not to infringe our own beliefs and desires upon those who entrust us okay. with their spirit. It's some power because we can... Yeah. How to pass them their ancestors or whomever we go through the medium that we go through to uh, touch base with what's going on with them, and we know it's so right. You know the person right. is just astonished. But and and it's about empowering each other. It is. You know there are some spiritualists who their goal is to drain other mm. people. You know, I call them the psychic vampires, among other things. And, you know, they need to feed. Now, I will say this about myself, um, something I learned about myself. I do thrive when I exchange energy with people. But it's a consensual thing. You know, I'm not a leech. You know, you don't want to be a leech. You know, it should be beneficial to to all yeah, parties, and it definitely should be consensual. But you have some people who are charlatans, and they know that they can um, abuse the trust between client, you know, and spiritualists, and a lot of people. You all have a light inside you. You all admit a certain energy, you know, and the less the less aware you are of your own power and your own abilities, the more likely you are to be abused and abused. That's true. So that's another reason that should motivate you to really be able to identify who you are, what you can do, and what you have to offer. What do you bring to the collective? You know, you have your solitary magic, you have your collective magic. Um, You know, just try and be aware of your power. Your divine self, your abilities. I say this almost every week because I'm constantly coming in contact with people 
who try to tell me because I don't practice a certain way, because I haven't read certain books, because I don't do certain rituals and sacrifices and because I'm not in a group and I haven't paid someone to be my mentor and my godfather or my godmother and this and that I will never come into my true power, that my magic will always be stifled in this and that. Like, don't, just don't bite into that crap. These are people that have embraced a religion, a philosophy, a theology, a practice, whatever. And they have bought into the consciousness that if things are not done a certain way, and if you don't acknowledge that you come from this particular origin and practice those particular um, rituals and um, culture, Yeah, that you can't be your true you. Yeah, that's our downfall. It's just ridiculous. You know, so I say to the client that called me and to those that are listening, be you Catholic, be you Christian, whatever, if you truly study your faith Mm -hmm. as an individual, you know, even in the Bible, even in Quran, different scriptures, there are passages that make references to your personal power. It's these religious figureheads that teach in a way where your power can only be activated through them or through their church or their mosque or their group or their clique or their coven or whatever the case is. Right. You know, if that's how you choose to operate, that's fine. But know that you are not limited. You're not limited if you want to be solitary in your journey to the universe, the most high, your God, whatever it is that you embrace. Everything starts with you. The journey starts in you, and believe it or not, it'll end with you. That's right. Not a, that's saying you was born alone, you'll die alone. Well, I don't I don't quite embrace that literally, but I kinda get what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? So you know, there's there's nothing to fear. I personally I don't work with quote unquote demons and the devil and um just oh. all the the foolishness that people well, think, it's just ridiculous well I think that also um, you know people do that so they can instill fear into of course the, that's what it's about control yes so they have control over them and control it's, it's all about control, control but there are those that do um, there are those and I acknowledge that they pick their face and they operate through that face And I would never tell them, oh, well, you're not going to be powerful because you've chosen to be a such-and-such or you chose to congregate with so-and-so. Like, I would never tell anyone that. I say. You know what I'm saying? So what? You don't do what I do. Do you do something, though? Do you acknowledge at least that you do have power, that you can invoke, that you can cause change, that you can lend your energy as well as you know, other things to something else, be it a cause, a person, or a thing? Do you know this? 
because that's present in every religion. Oh. It's just that they sometimes tell people, well, you can't, but the priest or the priestess can. <laughs> you understand? So, okay, whatever. You know, like, I personally, I don't business with that. You know, and then when people ask me, well, why can you do what you do? Because I, in a way, I even feel uncomfortable saying it's a gift. Like a gift from who? It's a gift. Why was it given to me? And and so if I'm gifted, then what are you? So I'm even uncomfortable with that kind of terminology to a degree. You know, people say, oh, I'm blessed. Okay, so what's the other person? Blessed too. You understand what I'm saying? So you got a car and this person rides the bus. You're blessed and he's what? You know, like people don't think about the things that they say. You know, and and how they're invoking separation when you do that. I'm favored. Okay, so what is he? What is the orphan? What is the child that's being abused or neglected? What's the elderly who's homeless or suffering from disease? So basically, no matter what goes on in your life, either it's a favor, a blessing, or a curse, I think that is utterly ridiculous. Ridiculous. Absolutely. Your your traffic ticket got dismissed and mine didn't. Oh, because you're blessed and highly favored and I'm what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm dirt under God's shoe? Like, really? What the hell does that mean? You know, and this is more, I feel it's more terminology that was introduced to separate the masses. To make you unaware of your power and how you affect change. Through your power, not a separate power, your power, your power, which is tied into the all. That's right. You know, so when you look at things like that, then you're kind of not limited, and that kind of takes away the fear aspect of engaging the unseen or, you know, what we don't see with the naked eye, some of us. Exactly. You you know, um, so I wanted to discuss that tonight because I felt – so bad for this sister, not like I'm pity or pitying her or anything, just the fact that she had to be stressed about something that's really not a big deal. It wasn't a big deal you know, at all. And, and I was it a little angered that people still propagate this type of paranoia and ignorance. Ah, uh, say, but there's so many people that that's how they thrive. They, they thrive on a crisis uh, state of being. And our job is to bring the inner peace to people. You know, that's one thing that we do that separates us is that we are seeking to help the person to have the inner peace they need. To I want you to know that you can bring your own inner peace. Just acknowledge the fact that you have power. A lot of us have been abused and neglected, and we are bombarded daily with negative. I'm going to bring this up. This is something that I was, you know, was thinking about too. Now, you see we have what's going on with the our daughters in Nigeria that have been taken, right? Right. Or allegedly taken. Okay. So, I'm coming across which blows my mind that people are fighting over this. Oh, your brainwash. It's not true. Um, what about all the 
the girls that go missing here in the United States, what have you done for them? What about, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> you, yeah. you have found negative. You have found a reason to be divided on something like this. Exactly. Stupid. No, we don't. No, we're not over in Nigeria, and we didn't see anybody get taken from the school. We're not freaking idiots. We're going off of what? What we have been exposed to through the news. Some of us through family members. Some of us through people who have family in Nigeria and say this is real. You don't know what the hell's going on. You don't know why people are doing what they do. Why would you take time out to criticize and 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 attack anyone who wants to support something as important as abducted children. I say. Even if the freaking story is fake, so then what's the worst case scenario? I supported the idea that children should not be abducted. Mm. You know, like, really, how do you know these people that are supporting the return of these alleged girls do not grieve and are not active in their communities about the children here who are being abducted? How do you know this? And why would you take the road of discord and fighting? That just blows my mind. And these are so-called peacekeepers of the community. You know, these are supposed to be the enlightened, righteous soldiers of the people. And then you got your jerks who want to make it a racial thing. Racial as to say somebody's life or soul is more precious because of the color of their skin or their religious preference. Like, well, so what were these girls? Were they Christian? Were they Muslim? Like, is that relevant? I don't think that's relevant. They were kidnapped from their parents. Yeah, they, you and know, if, if, if there are stuff. children, if there was, you know, my thing is like if there was 237, 34, 270, because there's so many different numbers. Right. If I want to freaking lend my energy to the idea and concept that that is unacceptable, so be it. What the hell is your problem, you megalomaniac? <laughs> You know, you freaking weirdo, get out of here. Always trying to disrupt some type of, if that's what brings the people together under the guise of an illusion, then so be it. Because most of us are united under some foolishness or shit that don't exist anyway. That's shame. So, you know, these people out here don't get to pick and choose what you want to lend your energy to. I particularly didn't participate in the whole Trayvon Martin thing because I had my thoughts and theories and whatever the case may be. That was my business. I did not attack those people that wanted to go get their Skittles and their Arizona and put on their hood. I didn't, you know, criticize them and call them names and attack them. These are the people that want to be the leaders in the, in the community. They're supposed to be setting an example. That's pathetic. It's ridiculous. Well, so, I think, you know, And and again, you know what, Ian, but I I guarantee you, these are the same people that will turn around and tell a spiritual practitioner or someone starting to learn and engage their higher self, they'll tell them why they can't make it and why it's impossible. 
These are mm-hmm. the same people. Guarantee yeah. you. They are. And these because are leaders, quote unquote. And, and they are leaders. appointed leaders. They stuck on judgment. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, and they and you know we can only judge ourselves, but if you're going to make peace with people, you then you're not going there to cut them down or do anything shady. Yeah, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people are jaded, you know, and bitter, and their intent may not be malicious, yet their actions and their words are. Right. But um, what what baffles me is how they stay trying to organize, yet they are disruptors in their own right. They're kind of like bullies to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not big on bullies. And I don't like people that especially try to suppress and bully others' spiritual growth and development. That's true. You know, you you can't be sound in what it is you're doing because you would feel no need to do that to someone else. Now, building and how we used to say, you know, in the neighborhood, sharing jewels, Wisdom, information, things of that nature, that's one thing. But when I come at you with the sole purpose of attacking you, oh. in the name of what? In the name yeah. of who? Because I don't want no parts of anything. I don't care what statue. I don't care what deity. I don't care what archetype you're rolling with. I don't want any parts of that. If in order for me to prosper physically, emotionally, and spiritually, I have to destroy you. Mm. And that is not grounded in love. <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's not. And you know what? Right. Even with that, because I, I'm, I'll tell you this: I'm not all love all the time. There are things that I see, I feel don't warrant love. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's just my personal thing. You know me; right. I don't believe in um, unconditional love. Okay. Doesn't work for me. Doesn't compute. However, uh, let me let me just say that you have a caller on here, and I don't know if they want to speak or not. Yeah, you open the lines. Let them join in with us. Greetings and blessings, six seven eight. Love and light. Maybe they don't want to speak. <laughs> uh, the lines are open if you choose to speak. Join in. Whenever you, you know, whenever uh, it moves you. Hi, Nadia. Hi, yeah. It's Jade. How are you? Oh, Good peace. Evening. Peace, sis. I don't know I'm how much listening. you heard. But, oh, um, I've heard a good bit. I've been, I've been listening. And, um, yeah, and so, you know, we just, just kind of talking about different things. And um, what I wanted to do is let people know that um, contrary maybe to whatever teachings, previous teachings you received. No, I personally am not about um, bringing harm to people. And, um, you know, that's not that I don't work from the base of negativity. I say. You know, I just don't do it. And I'm not judging those that do. You do what you got to do. Be who you are and serve your function in the, in the grand scheme of things. 
however, me particularly, by choice, because I could if I wanted to, but by choice, I've chosen for my own personal reasons not to pursue certain things, you know, uh, lest I get consumed by them. And I think that's part of knowing who and what you are as a practitioner. You kind of probably don't want to engage in things that you would not be able to um, control. You know, um, you don't want to do things to where you, you can't function. And there are aspects of spirituality and certain rituals and practices that induce certain mind states and trans, trances and different physical changes. Um, these things are very real, and some people get addicted to it. Like I have people that are addicted to readings. Mm-hmm. So they'll be calling me to ask me, should I cross the street? Should I talk to this guy? Should I do this? Should I eat that? Should I put this on today? Should I, <laughs> you know, it's like an addiction. Yeah, it can be because they always want the answer and they don't trust their own instincts. Sometimes we it, all, it depends on what the situation is. We all need a little guidance because we're baffled or it's, we can't think past our own what we could see and we need advice. But some people, like you said, they use it as a crutch. Now they can't even think for themselves. Right. Or they like the sensation that comes. Because, I I mean, me personally, when I get a reading, which is so rare, but when I get a reading, yeah, it's it's very euphoric. It's like, oh, my gosh, you know, that's wonderful. For me, anything that confirms the spirit world and the higher being, you know, one's higher self and that other realm and things of that nature, of course, you know, it's it's almost like a high. It's like you get a rush, like most people do with things that they love and they're passionate about. Can I just uh, interrupt you for a minute? Jade, if you would put your phone on, uh, you know, non-speaker, that would be good, because we are listening to the show twice. Oh, the echo. Yes. Okay. It should be gone. Yes, it's gone. Thank you, dear. Um, Ia, what's our time frame? Uh, we have nine minutes and 17 seconds. Okay. But, um, you know, the, the bottom line is that, um, you shouldn't be afraid to talk to people because you never know who you're talking to. You could be entertaining the angel for all you know or the divine message. You know, yeah, the spirits manifest, you know, as human beings so that, you know, it's it's a duality. It's good or bad, but we have to shift our children into good so that we can open up a way for us to share the earth without it endangering everybody on the planet, you know, and being able to share the resources and not try to own everything. You know, E, I've been very on the fence about a lot of things because I take into consideration what was, what is, and what will be. That's it. And I think about what brings about those things. The only thing 
um, I don't want to say the only thing, but one of the things that I am very in tune with is when mm-hmm. things are out of line with nature. Right. Okay. That that kind of helps me um, as far as how I make my decisions because if I just went off of the media and if I just went off of what people said and if I just went off of what I read, there is a good chance that I'm in error. You know, if I'm looking at somebody else's life journey, all these things can be very confusing. So I try to pick out the things that coincide with what never changes, which is the life cycle of this universe. I see. You know, and that helps me a lot when I get confused and apprehensive towards evolving. Because sometimes you can get stuck because of fear. You we become stifled. You know, so... Um, fear. It's just, it's an ongoing process. Um, but... It's something that we all have to deal with at some point, whether we choose to or not. And it's like things keep going, even when we're standing still. Absolutely. And if you so don't go you, through you're going to get kicked through it. Right. Now, there's nothing wrong with stilling yourself. See, you, you guys have to remember, you can't take everything literal, and you definitely have to engage your mind, your ability to reason and think but when I was practicing Islam, one of the favorite things that my aunt ever said to me was, she said, two-thirds of your Islam should be common sense. <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you how critical that was in me not doing certain things. How critical that was in my choice to leave certain teachings and practices. And move on. Because it didn't make, it it wasn't common sense, some of the stuff. I was like, this just doesn't make any sense. This can't be divine. This got to come from man, this particular thing. I'm not saying everything. But, you know, there were certain aspects where there's like this one passage that says you have to be obedient to your husband. Well, when my aunt translated it for me into its true meaning, and how it was written in its original language, it says you have to be obedient to God. So saying, like, if you're obedient to God, then, of course, you're an obedient wife. If you do righteous deeds by way of your God, then you're going to be a good wife. So that's like me saying, if I practice peace and love and harmony, I'm going to be a good mother. That goes without saying. So that's just common sense. But now when you talk about you change up the words and you say I have to be obedient to my husband, oh, we have some problems there. Because what if he's not a righteous person? What if his desires are not in my best interest? See how they get tricky with words and and you can, with the controlling people and having them jammed up and doing certain things? Yes. That goes with everything. That goes with all spirituality. I That's why you have to learn to develop your inner core, your 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 knowledge, oh, and your connection. Yes, your inner. You can discern one thing from the other. You don't just regurgitate everything that was, you know, thrown at you. 
You ask somebody a question, they can't, they can't even answer the question. They just recite scripture. It's like, yeah, I, I got that. That's in your book. Got it. I'm asking you what you think. Oh, I can't think. I have to trust in the such and such and so and so. It's like, really? Wow. Okay. You know, that reminds me of that scene in Coming to America where he asked the woman, what do you like? Whatever you like. What, do, what is your favorite food? Whatever your favorite food is. <laughs> anyway, we got, two, you, got, you got two, three minutes, and you didn't even give your uh, contact information. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You can contact me at Nadia Amunet. Hotep Clayhar. Um, I'll just give you my first and last because if you put those two in, I should pop up. It's N-A-D-I-A. And the last name on that whole title is C-L-A-H-A-R, and that's at Facebook. Also, you can contact me through Dawn of Divinity via Facebook. You can also contact me um, via the Yoruba House of Worship. Um, on Facebook, and my email address is N-A-D-I-A, number four, eternity, E-T-E-R-N-I-T-Y, at gmail.com. So free, you know, if if you have any questions, if you're interested in um, different things, maybe me working with you on doing different things, um, you can email Email me or you can inbox me via uh, the information I just shared with you. Ia, can you give them the information for the show? Oh, absolutely. Um, every, you mean as far as your show, every Thursday? Yes, Everyday Magic. Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Central Standard Time. Uh, Everyday Magic with Nadia Amonet is. Uh, set to broadcast, so we going through a real trying period, though, as um, the energy uh, also calls us to put things in order, you know, to change from what we've been doing. So, definitely um, this year is uh, a whole bunch of blessings that are coming for us all. Yeah, this is the year of harvest. You're definitely going to reap what you sow. Um, You're 2013. You're going to see a manifestation on a lot of things that have been kind of in limbo, so prepare for that. A lot of us, I know I can speak for myself, I am so um, sensitive at this point as far as the things that I'm receiving, and not just what I receive but how I react to these things. And I'm in transition. I'm trying to learn how to balance, you know, because it it can be quite overwhelming. And there's so many people out there that contact me, they're going through the exact same thing. So I know it's kind of a universal shift in energy because I'm not the only one. And a lot of these things, they're not orthodox issues. You know, they're, they're dealing with your higher self your third eye, you know, that spiritual growth and us having apprehensions and just different things like that. So a lot of us are in flux right now. But, you know, be steadfast in your 
diligence as far as, you know, just, just maintain and look for that balance, you know, and and don't be discouraged because you're going to go back and you're going to, you know, you might have to take some steps back or you may have to shut down for a moment just to get your bearings and things of that nature. Don't be discouraged, you know, you got to kind of push for, forward and push through, you know, because you instinctually know that there is something to be learned at the end of that journey. Okay. You know, so, you know, kind of keep that in mind. Ia, for so many weeks we've been talking about so many different things. Hopefully next week we can kind of get back to the some of the technical aspects of magic, like more speaking on the tools that we use, how we oh. use them, um, some of um, the different techniques and rituals and things like that. Hopefully that's something we can um, bring back, bring that element back to the show next week. I think that would be wonderful. Matter of fact, I think that, um, you know, it'd be nice to actually have, uh, you know, maybe a candle making uh, workshop or something on the air. Okay. 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 So that that sounds good. Maybe we can delve into those type of things next week. I want to say love and light to everybody that called in, everyone who's listening, everyone who is going to listen. Thank you, Jade, for calling in and lending your positive energy to um, the to the, the cipher, the, the group. And, um, you know, Ashe, I will speak to you guys next week. Queen Mother Ia, of course, thank you for... Um, initiating this platform for us to speak and communicate with like minds and like spirit. Okay. Love and light family. Good night. That old black magic had me in itself. That old black magic that you weave so well Those icy fingers up and down my spine The same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine The same old tingle that I feel inside And then that elevator starts to ride And down and down I go A leaf that's caught in the tide I should stay away But what can I do I hear your name And I'm a flame A flame with such a burning desire That only a kiss Can put out the fire For you're the lover I've waited Love in the spin I'm in 
under that old black magic called love. I should say, oh, away, but what can I do? I hear your name, and I'm a flame, a flame with such a burning desire that only your kiss. Can put out the fire For you're the lover I have waited for The mate that fate had me created for Every time your lips meet mine Darling, down and down I go Round and round I go in a spin Loving the sin I'm in Under that old black magic Call of 